0: The
1: Dateable Podcast is an insider's look into modern dating that the Huffington Post calls one of the top 10 podcasts about love and sex. On each episode, we'll talk to real daters about everything, from sex parties to sex droughts, date fails to diaper fetishes, and first moves to first loves. I'm your host, UASU, former dating coach, turned dating sociologist. You'll also hear from my co-host and producer Julie Kraftchik as we explore this crazy dateable world. Gobble, gobble. Welcome to another episode of the Datable Podcast and happy Thanksgiving week. We are so grateful for all of you, our listeners, whether you're new or old, and thank you for supporting us. We are so grateful for this friendship that we've built through...
0: (laughs) Audio. Honestly, I am so grateful of this. Like, it really is so meaningful. Just all the messages we get, whenever one comes in of how this podcast has helped them, that's what keeps us going. That's the type of messages that we see. And, you know, there's a lot of exciting stuff in our horizon. I love that you did the teaser story And the responses of what you phrase it again, it was like something big is happening.
1: You all know, we've been teasing this for a while. We said we have a big (laughs) announcement. We just can't announce it yet. We can't officially announce it yet. And we've been teasing it on our show, too. So this is not a surprise. But we wanted to crowdsource some uh, of your (laughs) guesses. And these guesses of what you think we're about to announce, whoo wee Our brains didn't even go there. Okay, let's let's not even try to give them any clues, right, Julie? Like, let's not say no. this is definitely not out of the out of the question, but let's just list some of the ones that were said. <laughs> Broadway play.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say that one first. That was viable, amazing. <laughs> very viable. <laughs> I like that it was won the lotto. And then doing a right, Broadway you play. Can't, you can't do a
1: Broadway play unless <laughs> you win the lottery first. It's a lot of money to put on Hamilton, okay? So we got a Broadway play. We're both pregnant. It's another
0: one. <laughs> With, yeah. each babies, With each other's so- baby. With each yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah and then we put on a broadway play about it we had a
0: lot of engagements okay i will say i know we're not going to give away what it is but can we just say it's not that
1: let's say yes let's dispel one of them yes
0: <laughs> one of my friends from college contacted me and was like is there something you're not telling me <laughs> like i would never give that announcement over instagram
1: well also it's just the way that we phrased it it's like we have something big to announce but we can't announce it yet why would right <laughs> why would we be holding out on that
0: actually so my partner did take me for a dinner to celebrate this said thing. And I did put up not engaged on my story, (laughs) because I knew that's where everyone's mind would go. You know, it's funny, like we talk about this in this episode, too. It's all about comparison of the big life things. And it really is engagement, marriage and babies that everyone jumps to.
1: Yeah. Like you have nothing else to celebrate in your life other than <laughs> these three things. And then what what happens once you've accomplished all three? Do you just go back and get reengaged, remarried?
0: Maybe, maybe that's why everyone does second and third marriages. Just keep oh, it going,
1: just for the validation, right? Just for the <laughs> celebrations. So what were uh, the other ones were? Um, oh, a dating show, TV show, yeah. a dating app. Yep. Okay. Yep. We had some really good ones. Um, a book, a possible book coming out. A dating game was another guess. And then a lot of emojis.
0: <laughs> I like meetups in real life. That one came up. Oh, yeah, I mean, not again, good. all for the meetups, but I don't know if it would warrant a big announcement also.
1: <laughs> yeah. I hope you all w- won't be disappointed by our announcement. <laughs> like,
0: guess what? We've just spelled <laughs> engagement of babies. I think we can say that. it is. It has to do with us professionally. We'll leave it in that realm.
1: Exactly. <laughs> yes. Um, but we really appreciate all the congratulations. It's like we're pre-celebrating. <laughs> we don't even know what we're celebrating.
0: Love it. But we do have actually a few things that are interesting coming up. One of them will actually be launching in January, so more on that as it comes up. That was, I feel like, the one that we have been teasing, that this is the new one that we've been also teasing a little.
1: Okay, good. I like that you've brought in a timeline for this. We do have two <laughs> things on the horizon for us to announce. We are super stoked for both of them, but they're both very different things. And as soon as we can announce, we will do it.
0: But yes, very grateful for all the opportunities and. You You know, I think what we've learned this year too, we've been a solo operation for quite some time or a duo. I don't want to say solo because there's two of us. We've built a team of people this year. Not Mm -hmm. only that, help with the podcast, we alluded to our wonderful editor, Stefan. I love that one of our listeners shout out to Becca. She wrote in the Facebook group, Who is this editor? I want to know his life story. I'm curious just because we alluded to him in one of the most recent brunch talks. So we have him, we have our wonderful assistant, Kia, we have our wonderful community manager, Janice, and then we have all these other supporting people that. We can't share yet of these upcoming projects. But I'm really grateful that, you know, one, we've been able to grow to expand out to people beyond the two of us. But then also that people believe in the vision of Datable. I think that's one of the best things, as, you know, even our editor, one of the main reasons he reached out is because he loved listening to the content. And as someone that formerly edited, you do not want to edit things that you cannot relate <laughs> to. It is that's painful. Facts. So if you're actually Actually learning in the process, it's way less painful to do the editing.
1: That's a fact. And let's not forget our Sounding Board hosts yes. who yes. every week put on some great virtual activities and discussions for the community and also just being our number one cheerleaders. Some of them have been with us since COVID. Yes,
0: yes. Thank you for calling that out. Yeah. And you know, one of our community members today, we are talking to him. His name is Drew. We absolutely love Drew. We've been talking about this idea of resident daters for so long. And when we talked to Drew, Yue and I both were like, this guy is so eligible. Like, how do we find someone to set him up with? Because he's just so adorable. And so I feel like he's so enlightened. He had such a good take. And he's clearly someone that's done the self work.
1: He's so enlightened. He's so articulate, so introspective, but also at the same time with so much humility. He understands that there's so much mm-hmm. more to learn, so much more that he can work on. So he comes at dating not from a perspective of, I've done all this work. Look at how amazing I am. He's saying, I've done all this work. I know I'm amazing, but I'm going to keep on working on myself because I don't lose anything. Yeah by doing that.
0: Yeah, and you know, it's so easy to think about the grass is greener when we compare ourselves to our friends that might be in a different life stage. And especially during the holidays, I feel like this is the time where this type of thing creeps up. You have maybe your family asking why you're still single or hey, it doesn't stop at when you're single, when you're in a relationship. When are you getting engaged? When are you getting married? When are you having kids? All the big milestones. It just keeps accumulating. So it's a great time for us to have this conversation, to get everyone in the headspace. And as Drew says, instead of looking at the grass as always greener, how do I water my own grass?
1: So loving that so much. One thing about comparison, there's there's a framework that I recently learned, which will help us uh, a lot of times if we find ourselves comparing, especially like looking at social media, you're comparing yourself maybe to even people you don't know, so guilty of that. Ask the question, Does this person's happiness, whatever they just accomplish, whether they just got married, had kids, or did something with their business, whatever, does their success materially take anything away from you? Yeah. Just because this person got married, does that actually affect your chances? Of getting married if that's something you're looking for when this person has kids does it take away your chances of having kids no it's a great question to just pause and ask because then we can get in the mindset of celebrating with people it's a lot better Mm -hmm. to to be in the presence of other people's success than to be envious of other people's success
0: yeah absolutely and i think another big piece too is it can give you inspiration that it's going to happen to you also mm-hmm. you know you look at someone else I know that with other podcasters that we look up to it's like well if they are able to do it maybe we can too or and I'm sure podcasters look up to us it's it's all a cycle and same with romantic relationships you know knowing that I remember when I was single and like all my friends were in relationships it did dispel the myth that there were no guys out there that wanted to commit mm-hmm. it's like okay in my city all my friends have found those people and they're with fantastic fantastic guys so that means that it exists and that I will find it too that's such a better mentality than thinking like why me why am i the only one that couldn't find it
1: right it's so easy to go with a victim mentality because then you don't have to look at yourself you don't have to look inward but if we can can look inward and it's not about being hard on yourself it's just like okay well i'm in the position i'm in today what is in my control the only thing in my control is how i I let things impact me. So what am I thinking mm-hmm. about? And then what do I do about it? Those are the only things in my control. So I choose today to do the positive thing, to think the positive way. That is what I can choose.
0: Yeah, and not to minimize it, I mean, I feel like this is something really difficult that I've struggled with and I still struggle with it. Even being in a relationship, I think like, you know, friends have been so important to me. It's been such a core of my outlet of support throughout the years. And I do remember when all my friends were getting married there was this wave of marriages when I was 30, ironically, or maybe not ironically around the same age that Drew is, because I do feel like this tends to happen when you hit 30. There is a little bit of a divide of people's life stages. And I do remember talking in therapy that it was less about me even finding someone at that point, but more about not being left behind. Mm. And I really had to come to terms with that. Maybe I was looking for a relationship, but I wasn't looking for the right reasons. It was because I just wanted to fit in with everyone. Mm -hmm. So I think this stuff can run really deep. And, you know, even now, I had kind of like a little breakdown the other night (laughs) of just that, you know, a lot of people are moving in different directions. One of my best friends I used to do a lot with is in Mexico indefinitely. I was kind of like having this you know, come to Jesus moment of things are really different now. Mm. And I'm really happy in the sense of like my relationship and the way it's progressing. But there is a side of me that's kind of like longing for the way things were a bit too. And feeling a little like empty with that you know and mm-hmm. i need and my partner was really great about just reminding me that you know just if people aren't there you could find a new way to connect with them and it mm-hmm. doesn't mean that you know things might not be the same and i've even noticed this with like friends that are have children like the other night i went out to dinner with a group of my friends it was finally just the girls i feel like it's normally families, significant yeah. others like the extended group and the vibe was just so different and i'm even about like my birthday when you were there it was a girl's dinner and I'm like I miss that and it just maybe it doesn't happen as often and maybe it takes a little more effort to make it happen but it doesn't mean that we can't evolve with life changes too
1: Mm, I hear you on that I think being open and embracing change is a major learning as we get older we're just growing more and more apart physically as people get into relationships and start their own families and it's hard not to hold on to the way things were. But you also have to think you hold on to those moments are so special to you because they're not forever. If they are forever and you can have them anytime, they wouldn't be as special to you. Right. So then we just have to be grateful again, back to this theme of Thanksgiving and being grateful. We have to be grateful for the memories we created and also understand nothing is permanent.
0: Yeah, that's so important. The When the comparison game creeps in, obviously, there's a lot of really great advice getting through it in this episode. But I think a big part too is where is this coming from? Mm. A lot of times I realized for me, it wasn't actually coming from that I was, you know, jealous or anything. It was just that I felt like I was like being left behind. Like, Mm -hmm. how do you then get to the root of that opposed to just feeling, you know, bad that you're not at the same stage as someone? That's the larger self-work to happen.
1: Stuff you talk about in therapy. I really think this is one of the major benefits oh of my therapy God, yes. is digging into <laughs> the why of why, you know, why you're feeling this way. And most of the time when you scratch just beyond the surface, you start seeing, oh, okay, what I thought I wanted was not actually what I've been wanting this whole time. You have to yeah. address the root of the issue.
0: Yeah, absolutely. But- we are so excited to do this episode. We hope everyone is having a great Thanksgiving. I'm looking forward to going to staying local this year mm-hmm. and being at a friend's house for Thanksgiving. And I think there is about 12 people going and I know my partner and then her and her husband. So I don't know who all the other wow. people are, but it should it should be fun. It's always ra- funny and fun when there's the random group. But looking forward to not traveling this year or just staying put because I'm to be doing a lot of family travel over the December holidays.
1: That's great, because you've been wanting to meet new people. It's a great chance to meet (laughs) even more new people.
0: And you are doing quite a lot of traveling. You're doing the opposite of me for Thanksgiving.
1: Yes, I'm speaking. We're speaking to you all from the past, I guess, (laughs) because once this episode airs, I will be in France with my mom for Thanksgiving. <laughs> we're doing a very European Thanksgiving, if there is such a thing. There definitely is not such a thing, but we're going to do all the <laughs> all the things we can. Um, but it's really great time to spend time with my mom. We haven't had a mm-hmm. girls trip, just the two of us, in a really long time, in years. And we used to do them quite a bit. The last one we did was Cuba. Oh, right. <laughs> that was years ago, maybe like five, five years ago. So she's very much looking forward to it and
0: it's also around the time of her birthday. So it'll be a special time. Exciting. Yay. Well, Yay. hopefully everyone enjoys their holidays. And yeah, we'll get into it with Drew. But before we do, let's hear a message from our sponsors. This episode is sponsored
1: by Via. We all know there are things that can help set the mood in the bedroom, but did you know a little THC could also do that? Yes, Via has developed a unique blend of pleasure-enhancing cannabinoids, libido-strengthening herbs, and a low dose of THC all into one mind-blowing gummy called High Love. This gummy, wow, it will awaken your senses, increase blood flow, and intensify any sexual experience. I've been pleasantly HEMP.com. Let the gummies work their magic. Head to viahemp.com and use a code DATEABLE to receive 15% off and one free sample of their sleepy dream gummies. That's viahemp.com and use a code DATEABLE at checkout. Take your passion and pleasure to a whole new level
0: with high love from VIAHEMP. Okay, let's hear it from Drew.
1: Let's face it, when it comes to dating or when it comes to life, it's really hard not to compare yourself to other people, right? Especially when they're on different timelines. They may be getting married, they may be having kids, and maybe we're still Netflix and chilling at home. And that's totally cool, right? But how do we stop comparing ourselves to our friends and just live our lives the way we want to? And our guest today has done the self-work in this area, and We're really curious to hear from Drew today of how he was able to get around the comparison game. So thank you, Drew, for coming on our show. And thank you for being a part of the Datable Facebook community.
2: Thanks for having me. It's really exciting to be here. And it's been a great support system and tool. So thank you for starting it, because I think a lot of people find like helpful advice through that. So thanks so much. Of course.
1: (laughs) Yay. And who is Drew? He is 30 years old, lives in Chicago, originally from Chicago. Single and actively going on dates. Drew, how long have you been single?
2: So it's been about two, two and a half years now. I gave myself a break after just during COVID. COVID had just hit and I really needed to take a break from the current relationship I was in. A lot of the stress that came with COVID also started to reveal some things about my current relationship. Not that that person wasn't a great person at that, but just I think that. There were things that didn't click, and that were starting to reveal themselves. So I kind of took a step back and really tried to give myself a break from the dating world at that time.
0: And how long had you two been dating before you decided to take
2: that break? It was coming up on the two year mark, honestly. So it was just about that two year anniversary, just before, actually a month before. Was it pretty serious? I think it was pretty serious. I'm one of those guys who typically has like a serious relationship or serious girlfriends at the time. I tried to stay dedicated. In that sense and focused, I think it's it's easy to get distracted. It's definitely easy with social media and everything being thrown at us to have that. So it was just at about the two year mark, and then we decided to break it off. So.
1: What are you looking for in terms of relationships?
2: One of the things I try and do now, and I've heard like I've been going through some self-help books or things in particular, but journaling is something that's really key. So I've started to journal those qualities that I'm really looking for in a person. And a lot of the the common themes come up, somebody who's kind-hearted, who's giving, but communication is honestly so key and it's very cliche to say, but being able to understand how you both communicate with each other and well, I think that was the biggest breakdown in my past and most recent relationships was just the methods of communication were different and implying certain things based on either gaps in knowledge through texting. Because I think texting can be perceived differently from person to person. And as we know with different people, when you have a book club or something, you're reading different books and you're all perceiving something very different from the same type of text. So I feel like that's the case Hmm. with text messaging today too.
0: So are you looking for something committed, long-term, eventually leading to marriage? Like, what is it that you
2: want? I do want a committed, long-term relationship that leads to marriage because I've seen a lot of my friends and kind of going on the theme here of friends getting married and finding their person, they always just say through advice, I'll ask them, so how did you meet this person or why them? And they just keep on telling me, you'll know, you'll know right away when it's the right feeling and the right commitment communication style consistency. So I'm really looking for that person. I believe that there, are, and as my sister's kind of always tried to encourage with me, she's like, there are multiple people that could fit what you're looking for. And I think we True. tend to get focused on the one person. It's like, well, there's mm-hmm. that one person. And If I miss my opportunity, then it's over. <laughs> there, there are multiple out there that could do that. So
1: well, since you touched upon this, we might as well just go right into it. Your friends. I remember when I was 30, that is the time in your life life where you either have friends who are really taking off on that relationship spectrum they're like getting married having kids buying houses or people who are really far away from that you're like which which timeline do I go on where do you sit on that timeline for your friends like comparing you to your friends where are you
0: even though the topic is not comparing you to your friends, but we're going to compare you to <laughs> well, I want to
1: compare. <laughs>
2: yeah. We have to get into it first. I mean, you have to exactly. kind of uh, exactly. you know, elephant in the room type of deal in terms of that. But uh, it's funny we're on this topic, though. I just had, and I'm super thrilled for them. I just had two of my very close friends. I moved to Nashville for a little bit, and they just had their first baby, a baby boy. So I've been seeing a lot of baby photos, a lot of engagement mm-hmm. photos, so i I'm, I'm at that point now where the social dilemma, I'm sure both of you have heard of that, the Netflix show about how social media can feed you those constant stories of people who, oh, I, we just got engaged. Oh, we just had yeah. a baby. And it's so easy to go and say, what am I doing? I, I mean, I, I think I'm doing the right thing. But in reality, your path is so different from everybody else's and you can't force that. And I think people try to, by looking at especially I think Instagram with the stories that has probably been one of the more (laughs) challenging ones because it's instantaneous. It's in real time.
0: So what I'm hearing from you, and correct me if I'm wrong, it's like you're not in a relationship, but you want to be in a relationship. And Mm -hmm. while you're not trying to play the comparison game, seeing this stuff makes you want that side of life. You're kind of over like party single life in the sense of not wanting someone. Like you're ready to date to find someone.
2: Is that correct? That's right. Yeah. I mean, even just from an overall going out perspective, I don't the 3 a.m. at the bars is not a thing anymore more for me. And I even my sister's like two or three years younger than me. She'll sometimes encourage me, oh, come on, and join us. And I'll be out there at like two o'clock. I'm like, what am I doing here? Like, Everybody's <laughs> falling over each other. I, I'm not in that headspace anymore. Uh, I want to yeah. meet people and have a, a reasonable conversation and not be, it can be crazy with all of that stuff. It just can, it can get a little too overwhelming in a sense when nothing ever good happens after midnight. My mom always says that nothing. ever, And it's true. It's true because nothing does. I mean, you you end up it's like it's <laughs> 2am it's like oh let's go to the 3am bar let's go to yeah. the all night bar and then it's wild
0: yeah I feel like I'm having serious deja vu because I remember like when I was single like I was at a stage I didn't want to like go out and live the single life mm-hmm. but you almost feel bad like you should like be going out to meet people and do mm-hmm. things but then what you said when you actually go to the bars it's a bunch of drunken people <laughs> like are you actually right. meeting anyone so it feels like you're kind of of like in the middle and stuck between two sides, like doing the couple activities, mm-hmm. but without a partner. Do you feel that at all?
2: Yeah, I mean, I've been the third, fifth wheel. I've, I've done that. You know, you try and embrace the moment as best you can, because you're not going to get the time back. I was out this past weekend, just celebrating with some friends. And I was talking to somebody who's probably in their early to mid 20s. And he was interested in this girl is trying to pursue and really forcing the envelope. And it didn't work out the way. He wanted it to at the night. And I just looked at him. I said, just embrace the night and enjoy the time that you have. I said, you've got time that will figure itself out. And once again, something so cliche is, it'll all figure itself out. And in the moment you're thinking, no, it's not because I'm hitting these walls. I'm doing all the things that I'm supposed to. I feel like I'm there in a sense, but the timing isn't there, whether it be just, and a lot of it is timing. It can come down to something as small as that, where you're in a certain spot, but maybe the person that you're supposed to be with is not there yet, or it needs to be the right time when you're just kind of focusing on your own goals. And then all of a sudden it all aligns. Lions, the stars align.
1: I want to get to how you came to this mindset, because yeah. it does take a while to get here. But we didn't really address the elephant in the room, even though we we're talking about it. Where do you sit amongst your friends? Are most of your friends in relationships? Are most of them single? What's the sitch?
2: Yeah, I have a couple, like maybe two or three that are single, and the rest are either married or in a very serious relationship on the way to getting married. So ring shopping, all of those really specific <laughs> things. like a lot, I mean, it's it's there. It's pretty much just time, maybe a couple of months and that, but most of them are either married, having their first child, or I have a couple of friends that are single and it's hard because I try and rally together. Hey, let's go and try and do something fun to meet some people. And the group starts to get smaller as you start to Mm -hmm. get older. So (laughs) unfortunately.
0: Yeah. So I was going to ask you like what other, because I've been there before too, like the fifth, seventh, ninth wheel. And, you know, it can be challenging, even though we're talking about, we don't want to compare ourselves and we want to enjoy our friends company, but it's hard when people are in different life stages. What other challenges have you run into being kind of one of the lone single people?
2: when you're going out and we'll take the bar scenario as an example, or going to just socially meet somebody. And it might be earlier in the night, like a 7 p.m. dinner, happy hour after work, happy hour. And then you're trying to mingle with new people. It's difficult when you're the single one and you have to go up to maybe a group of people or you you find somebody across the bar that you're like, hey, she's cute. I would love to approach her. But then you start getting into your head and you think, well, I don't know if I should do that because that could come off a certain way they may have a boyfriend, the boyfriend may be in the bathroom, and then all of a sudden it's a really awkward situation. So it's really hard to put yourself out there as those numbers start to dwindle because it's really hard when you're faced with maybe a group of people and you're trying to just throw yourself into a new situation for the sake of, hey, I wanna I want to get to know your friend, but there's about five other of you that I, I want to make sure, you know, I'm talking and being engaging with, but when you have maybe one friend that that's there, it can can be a lot. I'm so
1: glad we're hearing this from (laughs) your perspective. And I was just like, I wish Julie was in the room with me because I just want to elbow her and just say like, you know, for so long, we thought men in their 30s, especially at 30, that's like the best time to be single. You know, you can Mm -hmm. like go out and you don't have the biological clock against you and you can just do whatever you want. But hearing from your perspective is like, for me personally, as Drew, I want to be in a relationship. I still face these challenges challenges. No matter being a guy or my age, I still desire to be in a relationship. So in your interactions with your friends, what is the advice they give you? Are they like trying to set you up with people?
2: I've got friend groups. So when I was in Nashville, I have a group down there and it's hard for them to set me up because they're at a distance. And then I have a mm-hmm. friend group here just from college that I'm really close with. And I think, yeah, they do try and set up, but a couple of the single people are a little bit more reserved. So it's hard to like, Hey, can, you know, let's, or at least just the, even the friends that are in relationships trying to ask them to set me up. It's a little challenging because they're hanging out with couples too. Mm. They're hey, we're going to have a dinner together and blah blah blah. Right. So it's it, it's that environment because you start to get into the the phase of couples where hey, we could do a, a double date or go out and see a movie just anything like that. So I think it's been challenging from that sense because I think they do want to help. It's just they have all couple friends and that's that's okay mm. because that's the phase that they're in right now.
0: I think we've laid a good foundation of kind of where you are today. And you've already kind of alluded at this, that you've been able to come to terms with I'm not in the same place as my friends and they may be in the life stage I desire, but I'm just not there yet in time. I'm gonna be patient. I'm gonna make it happen for me. How have you gotten here? Like, how have you been able to like get out of this poor me or why is this happening for everyone else? Not me scenario. Like, I think your attitude is really refreshing. And it feels like a lot of people would love to know your secrets.
2: Thank you. It took a while. I mean, it did because after the breakup, it was really tough. There was about a like a six or seven month period where I was really. And you should take time to do this to grieve the relationship mm-hmm. and kind of take a retrospective. Is what in IT since I work at IT, we always have a retrospective. <laughs> we do those
1: backwards. too. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah so it was more retro. Yeah. <laughs> yes.
2: So trying to understand like not what can they work on because it's easy, it's easy to put all that on somebody, but what could I personally work on? And I found out really quickly that my communication was lacking in some areas and I wasn't able to communicate my feelings openly with somebody. So I started, and this is kind of since I believe it's men's mental health month. I really want to encourage this to the guys Mm. because as guys, we bottle things in and we don't (laughs) talk about it and it's really bad. And I don't, I don't agree with it. as a guy, go to therapy. And that's one of the places I started first was going to therapy and being healthy about talking about my emotions and having somebody who's a third party presence to be able to give you that positive outlook, because it's so easy to say, I'm not getting anywhere. I'm not getting anywhere. And your friends and your family have a different perspective. They just see it from a different lens because they're going to be supportive no matter what. And that's a great thing. But it's also not as great in the sense that they can't tell you areas of improvement always and how somebody from stepping back and looking outside the situation, how that would help. So the therapy was huge for me. I think that's a really big thing. I've started to notice it be more of a trend among guys is to go to therapy and it isn't being overly vulnerable. I think guys are afraid, well, if I get my feelings out there, then that's that's just going <laughs> to cause all these issues. I'm like, no, it's going to do the opposite because it's going <laughs> to free you from all of this stuff. You've been in the wrong headspace or have just been going things the wrong way. So I think the therapy has been big. I focused a lot on like positive podcasts. You had Case Kenny on. He lives in Chicago. I follow him constantly. He's got a very different way about looking at things from a Mm. millennial perspective and a refreshing perspective of, hey, look at it this way. Instead of thinking about it as all negative, think about it as leading towards that that right path that you want to be on. So I've really started to get into the the self-development and self-health. Eating right, exercising has also been kind of a really big part just because it helps me get into a routine. Sleep has been a big part of it too, because I feel like if you're taking care of yourself and you're watering your side of the grass, so to speak, we always say, <laughs> the grass is always greener. Well, the grass could, be greener on your side, too. And if you water that side, then somebody else who's been watering their side is going to say, hey, (laughs) "Hey, that looks pretty good over there. I'm like, oh, yeah, (laughs) you're doing pretty good yourself, too. And then you might be able to merge that. So those are kind of like at least the high level things. There have been a lot of other kind of inspirations, motivational quotes and push notifications that I get just to remind myself, hey, (laughs) keep on going. But those have been the main ones. So
1: such a good point of saying people tend to think, well, if I'm not in a relationship, my friends are in relationships it's like their life has progressed more than yours what you're saying that's not the case is your life doesn't stop just because you're single your life keeps going and you keep developing keep watering your grass it doesn't mean that anybody' is farther ahead than the other your life doesn't stop what i would like to do is put this into practice because you know on this podcast we love to preach therapy we love to preach personal development and it's great to talk about that but for anybody who hasn't really ventured into this i'm sure question is like, what is the result of it? What can I Mm -hmm. get out of it? So one example I would like to go through with you, Drew, is after going through all this self-work, how did you change the narrative of I'm behind my friends and I feel like I'm being left behind? You're the new Drew after going through all this work (laughs) Mm -hmm. would say what? What is the new narrative?
2: The new narrative is I'm on the right path, and I'm on my life path rather than on somebody else's. And I think that's such an important point to make because we go through comparisons and say, Oh, well, I'm not on the right track. Well, you probably likely are, and you just don't (laughs) know it. I think some people Mm -hmm. think I'm on the wrong path. Well, what's going well for you? So I started to look at that rather than it's easy to say what you don't have. I think it's so Mm -hmm. easy. And social media loves to make money off of that dating app, Stu, too, <laughs> in terms of like, what don't I have? I need, yeah. I need the premium account so I can get more matches. Well, <laughs> it's really about having faith, having that overall hope mm-hmm. to know that you're on the right path. And that's just a positive mindset and having an open mindset, too, about meeting new people as well and not being so close off, I think, is what I had seen for myself earlier on. So,
0: I mean, I think that's such a good way to put it. I love the I'm on my own path. I remember in our Finding Your Person program, we had someone that was debating, should I end it with someone? I know this isn't the right person, but I want a person. I want my person. It almost feels like you're backtracking to end it and something that's already happening. But at the same time like that is exactly what's putting you on the right path like Mm -hmm. it's not a step backwards it's a step onto the path that you need to go if you ultimately know in your heart like you did this is not the right fit it's so much easier to just be like okay let's just get married and do the thing and then we'll be done Mm -hmm. with it we don't have to go through the dating game but like ultimately that isn't really what you want like do you want the right relationship not just a relationship.
2: Yeah. And I think it's really easy to just get caught in that because you want the status. And mm-hmm. Facebook, once again, was kind of the pioneer of this. Mm. What is your status? What are you right now? How do we define you? And that's interesting because it's just a data point. It doesn't mean a mm-hmm. whole lot. It's just, right. it's just something to put out there. And that status became a defining piece for a lot of people. Oh, I don't have that status. No, I'm happily single and looking for my my right person. That's what the status should say. And if Facebook wanted to update it, they could find a way to do it there.
0: I just feel like the word single I like wish like we could get rid of all these labels because Mm -hmm. I like happily single. It's a good way to reframe it. But when you think about it, like why is there such a stigma of being single versus in a relationship? That's society that's put it there and just like old Puritan roots. But like it seems so ridiculous when you think about it because like what we were talking about earlier of Moving forward, I remember when I was single, like I did so much. For myself, so much in my career, so much in personal activities, like so much in passion projects. like All that stuff never gets celebrated. We're still in a world where everyone's just looking at marriage and children. And it really does frustrate me sometimes because it's like there's more to life and to development than just those milestones. Not saying they're not good, but there's more.
2: That's really true. There's a lot more to that. And I've watched a lot of Ted Lasso, so I'll quote it a little mm-hmm. bit here. But as <laughs> Ted would say, Socrates would say, know thyself and love thyself. And that's it's true. You have to be able to, to know and do things for yourself. Date yourself. Date yourself first. Figure out what you love, what passions you have, because odds are the more in touch you are with yourself, the better you're going to be able to be a great partner for someone else.
1: The status thing is very fascinating now that you bring it up Because on Facebook, I believe your default is just single, right? If you don't change anything, your default is single and you have to intentionally change it to in a relationship or married or divorce. Divorce is also a status you can change it to because the default is single, we feel like it's not that special, right? Mm-hmm. What if the default is no status at all, and you get to choose your status as single or choose your status as something else? Would we then make it feel more like a milestone that we've accomplished something? Yeah, mm-hmm. Psychologically, I think that is a very interesting thing. Like, what if there were different statuses for being single, happily single, unhappily single,
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, <Yeah>. almost single? <laughs> you know?
2: yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah, Something to just give people a way to celebrate. And I heard recently today, it's like so many of us live our lives for other people. We live for their reactions to what we do. We live for validation. We live for other people celebrating us. When we don't look inward and celebrate ourselves, I think part of this conversation, Drew, what you're bringing out for me is personally, what can I celebrate for myself that doesn't need any of the external validation? I don't care if my friends or family knows, just I yeah. can celebrate this for myself and feel just as good about it. What are some of those things that you've been working on that you're like, I'm just celebrating Drew. Nobody else (laughs) needs to worry about this.
2: No, that's a really good point. And I love the theme because I guess in, in my career, my sister had given me this idea too. They have a wins folder. You should always have a wins mm, folder. And this yeah. could be like a, a wins board too mm-hmm. of things that you celebrate for yourself. Like, hey, I did this. Like I really did a great job driving that meaning. So for me... I focused on career growth and what I want to dream job and and those type of extension things. So taking a course that I or a class that I really wanted to, I got involved in a sport that I really wanted to. So those were big wins, trying to just overall be more open and transparent with my friends and family when communicating. So another win there. And also in terms of being able to journal and, and those other things, I've seen wins accumulate in the positive. Positive momentum go forward just by at least acknowledging them and maybe even taking. A minute to pause and think about those after you accomplish them. Mm. It's so easy to celebrate after the fact and be maybe three weeks, four weeks down the road, you're like, oh, that was I did a pretty good job with that. Or instead pause for a second and give yourself a little celebration dance or do something, do something. <laughs> I mean, go off camera or go on mute. And if you're here between <laughs> anything and just or just try and celebrate by, hey, I'm going to order some food in, I'm going to order myself a book. I'm going to watch a movie go out to a movie reward yourself for the successes and those milestones because then you are ultimately starting to date yourself in a sense. And that's that's a cool thing. I think
0: a key to not playing the comparison game also is to love the life that you have. And you've alluded to this, right? It's how do we master date more? We love that topic in our Facebook group of dating yourself. And you know we were talking about this, even just more time on your passions and career and other elements that make a fulfilling life. I want all of us to kind of chime in, but we'll start with you, Drew. Like, what do you think it is about being single that actually is really freaking awesome? It's like a time of your
2: life that you should celebrate almost. Oh, my gosh. There's so many things. And once again, looking at the positives, you can go travel. You can go and do things on your own time. I think I took my first solo trip out to San Diego, which is always 72 and sunny, no matter what. So you're you're (laughs) going to fly there and enjoy it. And I was able to do that on my own and really walk around explore cities you're really on your own timeline in a sense that when you're dating somebody you have to accommodate schedules i see it with friends they have shared calendars Mm with their significant others and, hey, I've got this going on Well, I've got this too. You really have have an opportunity to do a lot of different things and, and explore the world for what it has to offer because there's a lot out there outside of just the city that you're in. So being able to travel has been probably a big win for me. The career thing, yeah, a little bit, but also, any passion projects I have, things I've really wanted to do. But I just when I was in a relationship, I was putting all my energy into that instead of right. instead of having yeah. healthy boundaries. And I think that's important, too, even if you're in a relationship to say, hey, I need time for Definitely. myself for a <laughs> little bit. So.
0: I mean, you. Anyway, I'd love to hear what you think too. Like I could recall, you know, just those nights that you just kind of had to yourself. I like obviously love being with my partner, but I feel like now because I'm with my partner so much, if I'm not with him, it's I'm with friends and I'm always with someone. And I feel like there's this like just me time that I need to get back a little more. And it's really nice to share your life with someone, but it's also nice to connect with yourself, taking walks and doing little things. But I used to have full weekends to do that. So I don't know. I mean, obviously, in a relationship, you can get that back too. It's not like you can't have it. But I do think there are times that like you were saying, you have to take into account someone else, I can just get in the zone and edit a podcast for five hours and be really (laughs) happy doing that. And now my partner's like, uh, you know, I'm here, right? So it's just like, you're right. It's like other things to take into a consideration.
1: And this conversation isn't to say, oh, it's so much better to be single or it's no. so much better to be in a relationship. I think this is getting at is there's good and bad to every yes. thing that we're yes. in. There is a give and take and whatever status that we're currently sitting in, we can choose to look at only the bad and what we don't have, or we can focus on the good and what we do have. And I can honestly say being in a relationship, you can now appreciate those single days. Like for me, it's about being a lazy bum. I (laughs) miss the days of being a lazy bum where I dress homeless, walk around like I don't care who's around and (laughs) I can eat on my own time, watch whatever I want, take my dog out for a walk whenever I want. You know, it's like I'm on my own time and nobody's judging. I don't have to accommodate anybody. I do miss those days. But again, it's a give and take in every situation.
0: Let's hold that thought for a quick message.
1: This episode is made possible by Armoire. Armoire makes getting dressed easy.
0: He
1: upgraded himself to business class while I was in Ugh. economy. Wait, <laughs> What? <laughs> There's feedback that will make you cringe.
0: She could be a little bit hard-headed, like not reading the writing on the wall. And feedback that will make you swoon. When she said that she had feelings for you.
1: <laughs> I had no idea. Really? And maybe you'll learn a thing or two yourself about how you can be a better dater, lover, or partner.
0: Obviously, like, knew is going to learn something. I didn't expect
1: this. Welcome to Exit Interview.
0: Listen to Exit Interview on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Going back to, so we talked about the friends. We know how to reconcile that pressure from you know, comparing yourself to your friends. What about family? Do you get pressure yeah. from your family?
2: Yes, of course, because my mom, and she's the best. She's so supportive of me no matter what dad is a little more like, yeah, you on your own time, like you'll get it. Everything will be great. I think with grandkids, that can be Mm. a little bit of a pressure because you start to see kind of the emergence of that. And I know that she definitely would love grandkids because she was, she's a great, phenomenal mom. And I think having that round two would be even better. And then she can hand them off later on and say, okay, now you're watching them since you're the parents. So I think that's been the biggest pressure has just been that terms of, hey, so-and-so got married from whatever high school or it could be college. I'm like, yeah, that's cool. That's all cool. <laughs> Everything's good. But it, once again, it's got to be on my timeline. And I, right. I don't want to jump into something that would be unhealthy for me in a sense that I wouldn't be bringing my best self to the table or allowing that person to, I guess, get to know me in the best way, yep. just because let me rush through things. Mm-hmm. And I, I've had a relationship where we tried to rush towards the finish line and it didn't really end well because we were on different pages. I wasn't ready yet at the time and she wanted to get married and she's happily married now and she's married to a great person and very happy. So that's amazing. But once again, it's got to be mutual and the timelines have to intersect at one point.
0: We're in holiday season. Mm -hmm. We know that this can be a difficult time for people when they go home and their parents Mm -hmm. give them the pressure. What would you say to your mom, for instance, or what would you give maybe some advice for people to say to their parents of, you know, another year, still single, what's going on? When am I going to have those grandchildren?
2: What would you say? To quote a singer that actually saw live this year, I'm living my best life. So (laughs) I'm living my best life right now. And the emergence of that and what happens is when you're in a healthy, positive spot, that person is probably. Probably very close and you just don't know it. Patience is a virtue and it's once again, I'm throwing a lot of cliches out here, but
0: just say patience, mom, patience. Yeah. it's they're coming. <laughs> they are.
2: And it's, I've watched How I Met Your Mother. And that's, you know, that's got its own type of like setup to, you know, Ted finally breaks through and finds that person. And she was there the entire time. He was just so focused on getting there. And a lot of the, mm-hmm. the beautiful part of the whole process is the journey. It's not the destination. So if you have the journey, you're able to explain and say like, hey, this was pretty awesome how it happened rather than, well, we rushed to the finish line and now we're having some really tough challenges and we have to pump the brakes a little bit, which is a whole nother conversation.
1: You know what triggers me about the holidays? It's not so much I've gotten over my parents pressuring me to get married or have a grandchild. I'm 41, approaching 42. They're slowly giving up and it's it's a beautiful thing. (laughs) But (laughs) what does bother me is this still triggers me is that my parents love comparing me to their friends' kids. I think it's a very Chinese thing. It really triggers me because they've been doing it ever since I was a little kid. And it used to be so-and-so went to this college. So-and-so's kid went to this college. And now it's so-and-so's kid is now married with two kids. Yeah. Like, great, great.
0: I don't think it's a Chinese thing. I think it's an everyday okay, it? okay, thing. Okay, okay, all right. <laughs> yeah. I, I,
1: I need some major advice on, it's twofold. One is how do I just shut them out and when they talk <laughs> yeah. about this? Maybe just not let it bother me so much. But two is like, what are some good ways to speak to them so that they don't keep doing this? What are your thoughts, both of you?
2: Oh, gosh. I I think in that conversation, you have to point out, oh, it's overwhelming kindness, right? So Mm. acknowledging and saying like, oh, that's really great and being positive about it. Great for them. And then you can, if you want to touch on it, touch on all of your wins, like open the win folder and say, like, by the way, mm, like, this is what's happening mm, in my life. Redirect. You hear about this, complete redirect and just flip the script. And all of a sudden it's like, wow. And then all the focus is either on yourself or maybe the current relationship that you're in right now. And you can talk highly and positively about that. And that might change the overall tone rather than, a, well, did you know? Because I hear that. I get that. Oh, did you hear about this? And yeah, that's great. But hey, did you hear about this? Did you hear about what happened this past week?
0: I love that because I feel like in the past I've just gotten like annoyed that my mom or dad, my dad doesn't bring this up. My mom brings it up. (laughs) (laughs) Like my dad has never brought up. You're right. Yeah,
1: it's only my mom as well. Yes, we're only talking about Uh, the mothers now.
0: (laughs) But you're right. Sometimes I'm just like, why are we talking about this? This is not relevant. Like this is frustrating. But it only like brings it to more emphasis of this conversation where I love this, okay, let's redirect and talk about something else that's happening because you acknowledge it and you don't make it a big thing that it keeps dominating the conversation. It's kind
2: of like a passing convo now. Yeah, and you're able to, Talk about something entirely different, and then before you know it, hopefully the conversation has changed its tone entirely and changed the focus, and take kind of take that pressured spotlight that I think is just once again timeline thing. Oh well, where are you at on the on the timeline? Uh, my timeline is it's custom made. It's for me.
0: Yeah. I really struggle with this a lot. I think this is just driven by society. Like for whatever reason, we're measured in these accomplishments of relationships. And that's it. No one really talks about work or like, I mean, maybe there's like a passing comment about work, but no one really cares. It's kind of like one of those things of let's just say this like obligatory comment. And I almost feel like it's coming from a place of I want the best for my children Mm -hmm. and it's not coming from a bad place and it's not just parents I've noticed this with friends too that everyone gets super excited when like a child is born yet if there's another accomplishment that has nothing to do with that track it's kind of like pushed under the table or it's not as big a deal how do you make the what is happening to me outside of this exciting and relevant too because I'm asking because I legit struggle with this that I sometimes feel like Mm -hmm. oh people don't
2: want to hear about it. I think it's being overly energetic about it to the point where you're, your own best, <laughs> best, like, hey, breaking Drink news, some Red like, Bull. Guess, guess what? Breaking yeah, news, be, I love yeah, it. Yeah, just, just <laughs> saying like, hey, guess what? Oh, congratulations on the baby. And by the way, you can really just overwhelm somebody and not to the point where it's like, okay, we've heard enough already, but to the point of where it's, hey, I'm positive about this and really excited. Did, or And you can even frame it as instead of it being over the top, but did I tell you? About about this have you mm. i don't know if i updated mm. you on this part of my life can i can i share it with you and i want to get your thoughts on it cuz i'm trying to and and maybe bring them in that way as opposed to maybe just telling them verbatim what's going on and saying like, hey, I, w- I want your thoughts on this because I'm trying to mm. do this and this. And then all of a sudden they're engaged in the conversation rather than maybe just an announcement or a breaking news thing like I was had suggested <laughs> earlier. But
0: I do like what you said, though, the way you said it, because it's not that it's not congratulating births or weddings or all those milestones. It's just making room for Multiple milestones. Like it's not limiting it to just that. So we touched on this earlier, social media. Yes. And this can be really draining Mm -hmm. when let's say you really want a relationship or you really want to have kids, you really want to get married, all you see is engagements, children being born, people happily in love. It can be triggering to the best of us sometimes. How do you get into a space where you can, you know, be happy for your friends, your family members, but also not let it get you down?
2: Yeah, that's a really good question. And it's so challenging because you feel like it's on every billboard when you're passing through social media. I mean, you've got maybe the things that you like or things that you follow on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter, probably less so Twitter, but on Facebook and Instagram, especially I once again, I get really positive and I'm just overly enthusiastic about their win and saying, oh, my gosh, that's really awesome. And then also try and bring it back to me and think, I can't wait to share this news with somebody when that happens. Mm -hmm for me. Mm-hmm. And everything is, is happening at some point for me is another way to reframe it in a positive mindset. And then also trying to take a step back from social media. I know I've started to use that time limit on my yeah. iPhone for how long I'm on Facebook and Instagram, because it sometimes just is an uphill battle. And you're like, mm-hmm. wow, I am bombarded. I've seen five engagements, three babies, <laughs> and <a> new relationships. <laughs> And I, I've had my limit for the day. Like I need to, I need some salt. You're
1: like, I just ate some cereal and I right. just witnessed all these births.
0: But it's a win. Yeah.
2: Right. It's a win. Yeah. So it's, it's also limiting it too, because you can get so sucked into the social media and really in a bad space quickly, especially if you're on Instagram and maybe you're not, it's a night that you're in and you're by yourself oh, and yeah. you're just relaxing Netflixing and you're like, oh, let me go through the Instagram story oh they're on this trip oh they're doing this and that and then by like the fifth or sixth story you're like i'm just watching netflix i mean i'm i've seen this show like five times over so yeah it's
0: usually when you're not doing anything like if you're out and about you're not sitting
2: there going through
0: there so there it's already catching you in the time yeah right
1: i'm so proud of myself i've cut down my screen time by 40 percent.
0: wow that's good simply
1: because of this one thing because julie knows i've been reading jay shetty's book think like a monk. And he says, social media is like you inviting these people into your home. Do you want to invite these people into your home? That's what you should think about when you turn on social media. So now when I reach for my phone and I'm clicking on Instagram, I'm like, do I want to invite these people in yet? Probably not. I think I'm good. I'm good for right now. I do want to make this point. I know we're focusing this conversation on being single, but I would also say the comparison game doesn't stop after you get into a relationship (laughs) and have kids, et cetera, et cetera. In fact, my married friends with kids say this to me. It's like, it's funny that you get engaged, you get married, you have kids. Those dopamine hits happen one after another. So you're like, attention, attention, celebration, attention, celebration. And after your kid turns one, nobody gives a shit about you. Nobody cares. your kid turns that's two that's the other like, side right yeah. right so then all of the attention you're used to celebrating and getting goes down and then they start comparing to their single friends Like i have my married friend with a kid she reaches out all the time she's like where are you traveling to next month i'm just gonna live vicariously because i'm here changing dirty ass diapers you know yeah. it's like the comparison <laughs> Grass is always game. greener yes. Yes. Really. yeah and then she'll say at least i have a lovely kid and she'll start crying she'll She's like, at least... I have a kid. I'm like, is that a win or I think I know should which I friend be you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> like, she's like, at least I have a kid. So let's acknowledge that it's good to hone in on this skill while you're single because you know you will keep yes. needing it later mm. in life.
0: Oh my god, you're so right. It never freaking ends. And then like you hear, it's not even just like you hear people like comparing like, what school did your kid get into? Like, there's like oh. always a continuous. Even if it's not your life, now it's someone else's life you're comparing. It's a bad cycle. <laughs>
1: how how awful to think that way because we can't keep comparing ourselves to other people if we want to. There's so many people who are going to be better, more wealthy, smarter, Mm -hmm. hotter. I mean, there's just always going to be er, er, er of everything beyond us. Like, where does this even stop? So we have to rein it in a little bit. I'm sure for you, Drew, these thoughts still creep back. It's not like you're immune (laughs) to these thoughts now. When the comparison game kind of nudges you,
2: what do you do? I try and focus in once again on the wins, but I'll look back on kind of what I was looking at throughout the year in terms of of little milestones that I've tried to accomplish because I think, and journaling can go back to this. It's a great space for it to be able to say like, Hey, like what are all the great things that have happened to me in the past week? It doesn't even have to be in the last month or year, but what happened in the past week? That's really great. And you start to write those things down you say, Hey, you know, it was a pretty good week. There are some things I had, I had this one meeting that was really challenging, or I saw too many posts and I was just, I'm done with social media. I want to delete all the accounts and all the dating apps on, on the planet and just... (laughs) get rid of my phone and have a flip phone instead. But it's it's one of those, it's one of those things where I think gratitude is such a big thing. And we, it's a common theme now to talking about gratitude. But I've started to remind myself, I wake up each morning and I'm thinking, wow, compared to where I was like a year and a half ago, two years ago, mm. you've made progress. And also the people that love you and are closest to you and are a strong support system will help you recognize those too. Like, hey, you've come long way. Like I've seen some awesome growth and that can just be somebody, it could even be somebody who's a a therapist too. And just say, Hey, look at all this progress you've made. Don't take away from it. It's so easy to, to have an imposter syndrome and think like, Hey, I'm not that special. I'm not that great. Well, look at all these things that you've done in the past year, just to be awesome. That's the other thing too. It's easy to say, what have you done for me lately? But think about all the things that you've just done recently that are pretty great.
0: I love that. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like it's so hard to sometimes look at these small milestones, right? We are only focused on these huge rocks. And it's like, there's all these little pebbles along the way that contribute so much. I've definitely done this exercise before with a therapist of like, looking back at your year in review. I usually try to do this around New Year's, but looking at like, all the things that happen every month, because you forget at the end, like you only think of like, the very big things, but there's so much progress. That's me. Mm-hmm. So for anyone that's struggling right now. What's like one piece of advice you would give them?
2: I guess the biggest thing is you aren't the only one struggling. I think a lot of people think it's just me. This is just who I am. This is where I'm at. I'm the only one struggling. There are a lot of people that are really working on themselves and trying to make progress and make improvements or trying to learn things. There are people breaking up and getting into new relationships, getting back with old relationships every single day. And it's common and it's human. And you are human. Get around the people that you love. Go to therapy, journal, do all the great things and just be patient with yourself. Don't be so hard on yourself. I think it's so easy. We're always our harshest critics and trying to, oh, why haven't I changed this? Well, I need to fix this and do that. No. Hey, what did you do yesterday? Oh, I did this. Okay, cool. And just be patient with the process and enjoy it.
0: I mean, this conversation has been so uplifting, so Mm -hmm. reflective, just such a positive light of how to view yourself in comparison to others. But I think my biggest takeaway is we're all on our own path. I am very fortunate that like my mom never really has pressured me to get married, to have kids, any of it. And I do think that's so important that like we all take the turns at the timelines we need. Trust in our own timing is a big part of it. Like we don't need to go by these arbitrary timelines and milestones. And that brings me to my second big takeaway is let's redefine our milestones, like make our own milestones. I think everyone needs to take a look at their own path, their own life. And yes, of course, we can keep the big ones the society tells us, but let's add all the other ones out there. It's not just marriage, babies, engagements, relationships. It's not just that. There's more milestones we all have, and we're all progressing every day. So I think that's a huge one. That's a takeaway. And then the last thing is, I love to celebrate our wins, and what that means is not just our wins, but also the wins of others. It's easy to say, I even have been here before that I went down a path that I'm like I'm not celebrating people internally. And then I just feel worse about myself. Mm -hmm. And it's so much better to just embrace it and be like, this is freaking awesome. And trust that your time will come. And that goes back to trusting in your timing. You're celebrating these people now. They'll celebrate you later. It's all going to come around or find new things for them to celebrate. Mm -hmm. Like that is such a good takeaway from this conversation.
1: I'm still a little bitter that I've spent thousands of dollars celebrating my friends' weddings, (laughs) engagements. Have your own registry. Yes. Uh, gender gender reveal parties maybe blah 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 the blah 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 and the blah 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 and I stopped celebrating my birthday because I'm just like you know what? Done celebrating. But I'm glad we had this conversation because it's not a mutual exclusive. We can help each other celebrate and there's enough celebrations to go around. What I'm learning from this conversation is that these milestones don't solve any core issues. No. Like getting married is not going to solve depression. Having a baby is not going to solve unhealthy habits. We often look to being in a relationship to complete us, to make our lives better. We all see that the grass is actually not greener on the other side. And if we don't build that foundation ourselves, it's not going to build a strong relationship once we get into those. So why not take this chance if you are single to build that strong foundation and water your grass to be even greener. This wins folder is fucking brilliant. I have a happy <laughs> folder on my phone. It's mostly pictures of my dog and I just go, ooh, 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 I like that. But I like this wins folder better because it's more about mm-hmm. you in particular and the things that you can truly celebrate. In a relationship, is not a, an accomplishment, but something you did that you actually work towards, that is an accomplishment and that is worth celebrating and putting into the wins folder. So I very much appreciate that. And last but not least, my other takeaway is let's choose our status today.
0: Yeah, Facebook
1: doesn't need to recognize Mm -hmm. it. Let's choose our own (laughs) status. Are you happily single? Are you happily in a relationship? Are you happily divorced? Are you happily getting out of a relationship? Choose your status. Choose to celebrate it. No need for other people or stupid social networks (laughs) to recognize it.
0: Anything else, Drew? Any other parting thoughts from this conversation? You've provided us so much wisdom, but anything else?
2: (laughs) They're all easy to do and practice. And I guess hearing it all at once makes you want, at least for me, I'm anytime I get advice, I'm like, oh, I've got to go and do that tomorrow. Take little steps every single day. I think it doesn't need to be all at once because that can be overwhelming. That's something that I learned just through therapy is if you try and do everything all at once, you're going to do partial on some of those. So take one little thing and move forward on it and just, hey, let me create that wins folder this week. Or, hey, let's let's celebrate myself. I'll take myself out to a great dinner at, a, at an awesome restaurant and have yes. have a super great time that way. But it's small, incremental. It's not all at once. Don't try and drink from a fire hose. Don't try and do too much too quickly, because what will happen is you'll be back to square one. Just be patient with the time because you have the time to do it. And it's there. So
0: I love that so much. And I think it doesn't stop when you're in a relationship. <laughs> (laughs) That's definitely been a theme of this conversation. It continues forever. So all the advice you're giving, all the wins folders, like all that should be a lifelong journey, not just a means to an end. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much. Thank you, Drew. Thank you both.
2: It was great.
1: Thank you for being part of our community. This is actually a great promo for our Facebook group, Love in the Time of Corona. If you haven't joined yet, now's a great time to do it. We'll start a wins folder in there, you know, for all the things (laughs) our community has done and for our listeners while you're on social media if you're giving yourself a time limit to be online quickly <laughs> go over to apple podcast give us five stars rating a review will, is very helpful so we can get guests like drew to come on tell his journey story again apple Podcasts, just a quick rating and review five stars tell us why you love us and we'll show our love back Thank you for doing that.
0: And if you're single in Chicago. (laughs) Oh, more importantly, (laughs) you can reach out to us to get to Drew. But Drew, I feel like you're such an emotionally available, like everyone wants an emotionally available man. You are that person. You've done the work. So. Wanna put you out there for anyone.
2: Thank you so much. Yes. I really appreciate it.
1: Very <laughs> eligible Bachelor. Good call, Julie. <laughs> okay. Single in Chicago. That's
0: that's our, <laughs> should be a our movie. New Gmail. Single in Chicago <laughs> yeah, starring true. <should> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
1: Fabulous. All right. Sadly, we'll have to end this episode, but we'll be back soon. Wrapping up this episode. Stay Dateable. The Dateable Podcast is part of the Frolic Podcast Network. Find more podcasts you'll love at frolic.media slash podcasts. Want to continue the conversation? First, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter with the handle at Dateable Podcasts. Tag us in any post with the hashtag stay dateable and trust us. We look at all of those posts. And most importantly, remember to stay dateable.